Carter here with Rachel and Jenna with the Friendly Local Game Pod. Today we are interviewing Pablo Jomer, who has just put out on Kickstarter Curators. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Jenna and I got a chance to play it earlier today on Tabletopia, and we had a really good time. So we just have a few questions for you today. Hi, Pablo. Hi. <laughs> thanks for having me on. <laughs> sure, sure. Thanks for coming on. So we did some reading about your company, and you speak a lot about sustainability in board games. Can you speak yeah. to that a little? Yeah, well, uh, my wife works uh, as, uh, like, let's see, what's it called? <laughs> a consultant that uh, kind of measures uh, toxicity in the water and the ground. So mm -hmm. she knows a lot about these things. And um, also, we have, like, an interest in sustainability. Uh, so one of the things we thought when we started the company was that we would want to see how we could, like, make more board games more sustainable. And we have done a little bit of research and we're trying to learn even more. But uh, one thing that we've learned, which is really important, is to use uh, sustainably sourced paper. Because most board games are made of almost like 90% of paper or something like that. And so that's one of the big things that we, we want to do with our board games. We always uh, look for manufacturers that use sustainable paper. And with this game, we're also trying to reduce uh, the amount of plastic inside and in the packing. So I hope we get to try it. I'm not sure we get to try it, but the manufacturers promised that if it works, <laughs> we're going to try to uh, uh, remove the shrink wrap and use some kind of stickers on the box instead. So that will be like a, a little bit different from what you're used to seeing board games. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, so I teach environmental science, so we talk a lot about sustainability with my kids, so I teach high school. Um, they know I'm a, a nerd about board games, and so it's kind of fun to bring that into the conversation that there are companies that are trying to, you know, increase their own sustainability, and um, so it's very cool to hear that. Yeah, and I think, like, what we're doing with the sustainably sourced paper, that's really not the, all that expensive. So I think most companies should do that. Yes. Uh, it costs uh, a few, uh, like maybe one dollar or something for each game. And also uh, most uh, manufacturers have that sort of paper. Uh, so I think, I think everyone should do that. I actually calculated, uh, well, it was a rough calculation, <laughs> but uh, I tried to calculate how many <laughs> trees uh, oh that the board gaming industry uses. And I came up with a number that was uh, very, very rough, but between 5,000 and 100,000 trees every year. Oh my uh, goodness. And that's for the games published on Kickstarter. So maybe even more for other games. Yeah. So if everyone used sustainably sourced uh, paper, that would be great. Yes, that would be very cool. Yes, and I think with the uh, trend of going to more and more and more plastic pieces in games, it's nice to see a game that has a smaller footprint. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, you have to use plastic sometimes, and I, I don't uh, look down on that or anything. I think yeah, my, there's a lot of uh, figure uh, games that are really cool. So, but there's things you can do there as well. Well, it's not as easy because, but. But there are things that you can do with that as well. And maybe sometime we will do one of those games. And then we will have to really think about, <laughs> about those yeah. things. 
Yeah. Awesome. All right. So uh, tell us a little bit about your game. I know Rachel and I have played it, but we'd kind of love to hear your perspective. Um, I know you created it with your wife, right? So you, you create together? Well, uh, actually, we have a designer as well who's uh, called okay. Jacob. Uh, and uh, he did some of the initial design. And then I and Tove did some, we added some things. And uh, then from there, we have kind of designed it together. So it's uh, like a joint project between us three. Uh, but uh, <laughs> your question was about the game. So I'm yes. guessing you want to hear a little bit about the theme. <laughs> yes. So, well, in Curators, you take the role of a curator and you're trying to expand your museum and its collection. So you're kind of building with these little polyomino wings uh, and trying to match different patterns. And then you're also trying to fill those with different objects that you have to acquire. And those objects have different colors and you have to match them uh, with the wings you're filling. So that's kind of a puzzle. But then there's also like a puzzle with a really cool mechanic of the employee ships where you sometimes can take a double action if you plan really well. So there's like a ship that uh, Jacob invented. It has like an action on each side. When you flip it over, the other action becomes available. So you don't always have all the actions available. And sometimes if you have like a, the same action on two ships, you can flip both of those to take a double action. We really enjoyed that mechanic. Yeah, that actually was one of my favorites because it added such a unique planning element to the game. Um, and I also appreciated that it also added to that, you know, I don't want to feed too much to what Rachel needs, you know, and during her part of the game. So I need to be careful how much I'm putting in the auction house. And, um, and so there's that timing of trying to make things work for me, but maybe not always work for her. And um, that chip mechanism complicates that in a very nice way, where sometimes the action I should do maybe is going to help Rachel a little bit more, but it's also going to be the best action for me. So I don't know. That was a very cool mechanism. I really enjoyed that. Kind of forces you to like uh, think ahead and like, what am I going to do the next turn? Because you're always looking to do the double actions. And so you're looking like, what will I have available next turn? Uh, mm -hmm. And I think uh, that forces you to kind of think ahead. And then you, I think it makes everything a little bit more interesting because you're thinking about what you're going to do the next turn and then you're also thinking about what the other players are going to do on their next turn so it kind of like well it's really exciting and it's not always optimal to go for the double actions i mean they're really good but sometimes it can be better to like sit back and wait and it has some tension to it like should i wait should i race uh, something like that so yes, yeah. yes. I, I really liked it and that's what made me kind of start working with jacob because i saw that mechanism the first time he showed me the game and i was like i want to <laughs> publish this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it is it's a great mechanism and it's one that when i read through the rule book i didn't really understand the significance of that in gameplay so first of all i'm the rules reader in our group and it is one of the best rule books that i've ever come across i absolutely love the rule book i love the glossary at the back that um has the the token the item but then tells you what page number you know, that is described on, which is wonderful. And I think every game should do because it makes it so much easier when I'm like, okay, what the heck is this again? Or where do I find that? It's so much faster to find that in the rule book. But it just was, uh, that mechanism is so, it's so special in the game and how you actually create some of that tension and that, you know, I don't know when to wait and when to push and when to, I don't know. I really liked that. That was very cool. Yeah, that the yeah. rules were very clear. You know, the rules were actually a thesis project uh, that uh, a student at the university here 
made, and she's called Hannah, and she started like a company that uh, edits rule books now uh, called oh, We Are Knit. Cool. So she asked us to like, can I do your rule book uh, like for my thesis project? And we wow. were like, yes, please. <laughs> uh, and, then, uh, um, and then when we got it from her, we were like, whoa, <laughs> this is so good. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Yeah. I think it was a big part of why we like won the competition that we uh, were in as well because everyone like understood it so there was like really simple for everyone to just like um, start the, their games the jury groups so they had a lot more fun when the when they didn't have to like uh, put up uh, like a, a lot of time to get the rules so yeah. I think it's really great so <laughs> I mean even us so we we played this morning and we'd both read the rules ahead of time but mm -hmm. like for us to play a whole game and mess with Tabletopia, which we're both relatively new to and not yeah. good at, <laughs> really only took us about an hour and a half, which is, yeah. you know, in the game is half that easily. And we both said, if we had played this with a physical copy, even rules reading, we would have been done in under an hour, even just learning the yeah. game. So yeah. it's very I cool. I think I spent more time learning how to manipulate pieces in Tabletopia because it was my first time on Tabletopia. <laughs> that could have been a podcast in itself, listening yes. to us struggle. Wait. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you because I tried, uh, tried it with um, another friend of mine and uh, our game took about three hours <laughs> but then again we were talking like so much and yes. we were like oh what where were we <laughs> and then we were talking for <laughs> half an hour and like yeah. i was like oh yeah. this isn't very good because the game is supposed to take half an hour so. <laughs> but yeah uh, one of the things that was really hard on tabletop uh, was uh, like uh, the contracts um, because you can't like really turn them around when you have them in your hand that that makes it really difficult to, to play it on Tabletopia because usually you can be like uh, matching them, uh, like turning them around in front of you and like uh, trying to puzzle them together somehow. But uh, yeah, that doesn't really work there. So that, that, that part of the game takes a little bit longer there. Yeah. There was a point where I just put my card on the table and rotated it. I was like, okay, I'm just, I don't care if you see it. Like I just need to figure out how this is going to work. And so, yeah. I, I didn't even notice you did that. I was so I focused on my side. That's why I was like, I don't think it's going to matter. We're not paying attention to each other's side anyway. So. Yeah, I was really impressed with uh, some of the playtesters who did a, like a live video with it, and they completed like all of their four contracts that they took during the game. <laughs> I did. I got all mine done. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, I never do. <laughs> really close. <laughs> so, what made you decide to do a museum theme? Well, I really like museums, and it's also like a very unique team. There, well, there's some games now. <laughs> when we decided on the theme, there was not that many. I think we decided the game was going to be called Museum, and the next day the <laughs> museum was released on Kickstarter. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, damn it. <laughs> that should have been so nice to be. <laughs> Everyone would understand the name. And like, and so we named it Curators, and... Uh, no one really understood the name in the, in the start, but now now people get it, like when we have the cover and everything. So I, 
yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, we, Jordan and I were actually talking about that because we looked at, you know, we're both really kind of intrigued by the museum theme because we like that idea that you're, you know, gathering artifacts and you're trying to get, you know, visitors to your museum. And so there's kind of that, that just nice element to it. And so I, I showed him this game and he was like, oh, that's cool. It's kind of like, you've got a little bit of a Tetris element, you know, that where you're trying to put those, poly, you know, polyaminal pieces together. And then, you know, you've also got that artifact collection where you're trying to combine the right colors in the right places. I, I think it's, even though there are a couple museum games out, I think this is a different one that I think, is going to appeal to a lot more people, at least the way that I see it. Yeah, we I really hope so. so. We want, wanted to make like a, a broad gateway plus game. Uh, and I think yeah, from uh, looking at like the reviews that we've gotten so far, people seem to identify it like that. So we're really happy uh, about that. Uh, it feels uh, really good. <laughs> and uh, uh, also, I think the museum theme will kind of appeal to like a broader pub, uh, like uh, audience. Um, uh, so we want like families to be able to play it as well and uh, I think it, it should be pretty family friendly as well. What I liked about this one is that the the worker roles aren't just you're not just thinking about things in terms of the supply chain to the museum or uh, you know managing exhibits you're really thinking about the the museum running the museum as a whole which I thought was unique. Yeah I, I agree I think it was it's a good overview, I think, of the whole picture, which is pretty cool. You know, it's not just the artifact collecting, but it's also managing your visitors, which gives you more options to score points. Um, and, you know, that tension of we messed, we didn't mess up, but like we didn't quite notice. I didn't notice right away that filling the wings is how you get more visitors. I mean, I knew that's how it was, but that's the, the tension of buying a bigger wing means that it's harder to fill it to get another visitor. <laughs> And so I didn't realize that right away. And so I was like, I bought a big wing and I was like, oh, I get another visitor. And Rachel's like, wait, I'm like, oh crap, no, I don't. <laughs> I was like, so I have to kind of readjust, like, you know, you have to fill the whole wing, you know. Like, and no, so, you don't. Yeah, no, I was like, ah, but I want another visitor. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of, that was really, so there's that. I also like that tension of, you know, because it is the full picture and you're buying the wings, you have to think about like, how am I going to structure my museum so that I can get visitors so I can get money, but I also need the right colors in the right places so that I can complete contracts. And so I think, yeah, I agree with Rachel, that whole picture element works really nicely without being overwhelming, which is pretty tough to do in, in a lot of games. You know, you can have yeah. all these different things in play, but they can get overwhelming really quickly. Yeah, we had to kind of edit ourselves so much because we, <laughs> I don't know how many times we suggested to like, oh, let's put in engine building like tiles, <laughs> like uh, this tile will do this when you flip that. And man, I really want to do an expansion with something like that. But <laughs> but yeah. uh, I think in the base game to keep it gateway plus, it will be like too much for most people. So it's it's already a little bit heavy on your uh, your mind. It's like I think it's right where it should be and. For the heavy gamers, I think we can make some fun expansion in the future, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm really looking forward to So I'm a part owner of a game store as well. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this because family games, gateway games, are really our bread and butter in our board game selection. So I'm really looking forward to having this one in my store. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're welcome to email me whenever you want. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
so you, how long have you guys been? I know you work with different people for designing, but how long have you guys been in the business? How long have you been? I know you have a previous game, right? Um, I'm not going to try to attempt to say the name because I'm probably going to say it wrong. So I'll let you say it. <laughs> it's called Somaka. And uh, well, we, we created it a long time ago, really. Uh, then we released it. Uh, I think we released it like four years after we created it. We had to get married and have kids and everything first. <laughs> <laughs> and then we decided now when we have kids, we should release the game. <laughs> no time, right? No time yeah. like the present. <laughs> yeah, and we thought we would just release it onto Kickstarter, like, uh, and then get funded, and then we would. <laughs> so we had the campaign that failed, and then we did it uh, a little bit better. Well, the second campaign worked out, and uh, we printed the game. We made like a few hundred bucks, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Then we decided we were going to do like a really big game. I think we've done it a lot more professionally this time. We have so many contacts and we learned so much from all the mistakes that we did with Sumaka. So it's a, it's a good game. I mean, uh, for those who like Take That, I think you should check it out. If you don't like Take That, then you should definitely not check it out. It's really, really... <laughs> Fair enough. Bad. bad. <laughs> it sounds like it's a kind game, which was also a mistake. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty evil. <laughs> we like those kind of games for uh for parties <laughs> yes agreed. yeah and that's how we like when we created it we were students and we usually played the played it with our friends like when we were drinking beer and yeah <laughs> preparing yes. for a party yeah <laughs> so. that's pretty much when we would play those games too <laughs> yep Jenna, did you have any other questions today I think I think that's about it. I we just have had we had so much fun playing the game this morning, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think even you know you look at it on Kickstarter, and you know sometimes the worry with Kickstarter games is that it's shinier on the web page <laughs> than it is actually in play. And I can speak now by playing it. I can say that this is going to live up to everything that's on the page and more. This is actually yes. like playing the game made me like it more than even just reading and seeing what was going on on Kickstarter page or on your information. This is well worth well worth the investment for this game. I think you're going to get a ton of a ton of replayability out of it and I think it's going to be a game that people are going to want to play again. Like I we got done playing and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if I can get my husband to play this later." Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, "I think he might thing. like it." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Shock would like it too. He was kind of looking over my shoulder today as we were playing. Yeah. <laughs> so he was interested. Oh, that's a good sign. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It has pretty good table presence also with the spiral. So <laughs> it, yeah. I yeah. hope it will draw people in. <laughs> so Yeah. yeah. It, and you know, I have to say that it did not feel when I saw that you were a new publisher, I was like, okay, you know, we'll try the game. And it did not feel like a game from a new publisher. Nope. No, it, I agree. It feels very well tested. It, it really yeah. yeah, yeah, we played it a lot. I mean, I, I play with my wife. Uh, so we, <laughs> when we test things, we tend to play them. Well, <laughs> a little yes. bit too much. <laughs> so, so you can always expect our good games to be really, really good on two. <laughs> uh, and we've, do- we've done the job to test it on the, the other play counts as well. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good game. And I'm so happy that we got to, to release it and that we could cooperate with Jacob to create it because it was really a coincidence that we met. So, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this game funded on Kickstarter in three days, correct? Yeah, we actually funded yesterday. Uh, now yes. uh, it's uh, slowing down a little bit, like Kickstarters do. So we're mm -hmm. trying to <laughs> to do our best to kind of, well, get it out there. And we'll see. I, I'm, we're going to be on a few more podcasts and yeah. hopefully... Good. We can get it going and uh, achieve some stretch goals as well. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. We have, we have some really fun things planned. So I, I really hope we can uh, get a few stretch goals. And we have a lot of days left. So, yeah, yes. I think so. Awesome. Well, we will do our part. We'll share it out to our – we're not super big yet, but we're making lots of connections. So we'll send it out mm -hmm. to our listeners. I know we have a lot of family gamers that listen to us, um, yes. people that like these types of games. So um, I think there's a, a – especially right now with everybody being stuck inside, I think there's a big market for that. And I know this won't fulfill for a while, but I think yeah. that people are – looking for these types of games and so I really think that the people that get this are going to be fortunate because it's going to be a game that will come out often. Let's hope so. <laughs> yes, definitely. I look forward to seeing what you have planned for the future too. Agreed. Yeah, well we're planning to, to release more games and we're probably going to release one every second year or something like that. Uh, awesome. At least until the kids are a little bit bigger. Yeah, right. So. Do you have any in in the works right now that you can like hint at us at? Like, are there any um, you're working on? <laughs> okay, I I can give you a little bit of theme, uh, okay. but uh, it's really really incomplete. But uh, we have one game that's um, about uh, nomads that are settling down, trying to build cities, and cool. uh, they're doing this uh, uh, under some kind of prophecies that have been foretold, and uh, these can be huh. both good or bad. And, uh, well, the prophecies will kind of trigger that uh, people start moving between uh, the towns. So this is kind of the premise, but uh, the mechanics are not really there yet. <laughs> so <laughs> we're trying to make that work really well. Uh, yeah. And I think we've tried to make it a very small game first, but I think this will probably be better with a, as a heavy game. So we're going to go and redesign a little bit. And we'll see. Maybe very sometime. Very cool. Ah, Maybe looking not forward to it. next game, but... Sometime. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, still, that sounds really cool. I look forward to that. Me too. Well, All right. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about your game today. This was so nice to speak with you. No, I, I should thank you <laughs> for the opportunity. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's always nice to speak to, to other gamers and to be able to come onto the podcast. It's really fun. Yes, and, uh, and it seems like you had a, a real good time, which makes me really happy. So I, I feel very good now. <laughs> <laughs> we did. It was a wonderful way to spend a Saturday morning. We were just kind of chilling and talking and playing the game. And Tabletopia was stressful. Your game was delightful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but now we've got it figured out and we can go on from there too. But yeah, yeah. so well, thank you for the opportunity for us to play your game and to talk to you today. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Good and luck I, with I, your campaign. <laughs> yes, definitely. We will keep a close eye on it. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to Ninja Geek Games because he's the one who actually put us in contact with you um, or you with us, which was great. So we're super thankful about that. Check him out if you get the chance. He does our YouTube videos on different games. I think he's getting ready to review Edge Darkness here pretty soon, which is pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. 
And so he's the one that did a quick overview of your game as well. And it's a great overview of, of curators if you get the chance. So check him out. Um, we'll post the link on our page to that as well. Um, that way, if you want to go check out the video and see the components, I highly recommend it. They're virtual components, but it gives you a really good idea of what's going on. Uh, we'll also post the Kickstarter link on this so that you guys can access that. I highly encourage you to check out the game. It's, it's very, very good. And so, yeah, I think that's it. Rachel, do I need to add anything? I don't think so. I think you got it all covered there. All right, perfect. Well, thank you for turning in and listening today as we interviewed Pablo about his game on Kickstarter right now uh, called Curators. Please check it out. It looks amazing. Uh, thank you from everyone uh, at the Friendly Local Game Pod. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you soon. See you Happy soon. gaming. <laughs> <laughs>